Hi, and welcome back to Reflect Forward. I'm your host, Carrie Siggins, and I am so glad you are here today. Today, I want to talk about how you can help a struggling employee excel. Let's face it, it's not uncommon for employees to face performance issues at some point in their careers. In fact, it happens more times than any of us would like to see. But the reality is that we all go up and down with our performance. We all need support. And sometimes it's difficult to meet targets, to struggle with new responsibilities, and we can feel overwhelmed by the workload. So as a leader, you have the power to support and empower your employees to get through those tough times. But you have to lean into those conversations. You have to be willing to help. You have to seek to understand what's going on and help them come up with practical solutions to these performance issues. And if you do this, you can help a struggling employee overcome these performance challenges and thrive. We do this at Stone Age all of the time. Much of the time, we see that our employees can turn things around. Sometimes they're just going through a rough patch and need a little bit of support or need someone to hold them accountable to their performance. And sometimes it just doesn't work out. Maybe the job is a mismatch for their skills and talents. Maybe they don't have the capacity to do the work that is on their plates. There's a plethora of reasons why people can't fix their performance issues. Sometimes they don't want to. But with good leadership coaching and mentoring and accountability, you can help your employees turn it around. So that's what we're going to talk today on Reflect Forward. I want to start this off by saying that I think it's very important for leaders to listen, seek to understand, and be compassionate when they are addressing performance issues with an employee. Leadership is not just about delegating tasks and expecting results. It involves fostering a culture of empathy and support. And by listening, actively listening to a struggling employee, by seeking to understand their perspectives, asking questions about what's going on, and showing compassion for their unique situations, leaders can build trust. You can improve communication and you can create an environment where people feel safe to speak up, feel safe to make mistakes, feel safe to say, yeah, I need some help. And when you do this, they'll feel invalued and important and motivated. And that's what we all want. So this approach that I'm going to share with you today, it cultivates loyalty, it boosts morale, and it enhances overall team performance and individual performance, which as leaders, we should all be looking to do within our teams. So Number one, when an employee is struggling, you need to open lines of communications. You have to start by having an open and honest conversation. And later on in the episode where I address my question of the week, which is how do I get better at having tough feedback? I'll address a little bit more of this. But as a leader, it is your responsibility to talk about performance issues, to bring up the things that aren't going well, even if it is uncomfortable for you to do it. Encourage your employees to share their concerns, to to talk about the difficulties that they're having, to share the obstacles that they're facing. If you create a safe place where people can talk about performance and discuss the challenges that they're having without feeling like they're going to be judged, then you are going to have a better chance of getting through it. For example, let's assume you have a teammate who consistently is missing deadlines. It's very frustrating and you are annoyed with it. You could come in hot and just demand that he meet the deadlines, uh, which isn't going to necessarily fix the issue, even though, yes, you are holding him accountable. 
but rather if you approach him in a supportive way, asking about the current workload, inquiring what kinds of challenges he's encountering, what kind of obstacles that he has, seeking to understand what's going on, then you are going to create the safe place to open up a dialogue about what's happening and he will be more likely to tell you the truth. Like, I am overwhelmed. I've got X, Y, Z going on in my life. I have this other big project on my plate. I'm really struggling to meet deadlines. If you could help me prioritize um, or if we could spread some of these deadlines out, it'd really help me. And that is such a great way to be able to help an employee address a performance issue by opening that line of communication rather than just assuming that you know why he's missing his deadlines and hold him accountable without that open dialogue. It's really important. So every time that I have an employee who's struggling, I ask, like, what's going on here? You know, this, this isn't working, but let's talk about what's going on. The next step is to identify underlying issues. So what's really going on? Again, this comes back to the seeking to understand. If you want to effectively address performance issues, you have to dig deeper and understand what's happening. So it might be that he's missing deadlines, right? Or it could be that there's something else that's, that's happening. There's too big of a workload. There is personal issues that are happening. He doesn't understand the expectations. He doesn't understand the projects, right? There, maybe there's a lack of training. Maybe there's other things that are going on. And so when you open that line of communication and then you work to identify that underlying issue, then you can tailor your support more accordingly. And that's really important. So let's say you have a new employee who is struggling to meet quality standards. After discussing her performance with her, you discover that she hasn't received training, that she wasn't properly onboarded in the company's quality control procedures, and she's lost. In fact, she thinks that she's doing the right thing because she was doing what she was told, even though it's not in alignment with your standard SOPs. So if you address this knowledge gap, how can you help her fix this performance issue? You can give her more training. You can equip her with knowledge and skills so that she can meet the standards that you have in place as a company because she knows what's expected. So this is a really important one. A lot of times as a leader, you can assume that people have everything that they need to do their jobs properly and at a high quality but really, they might not. And a lot of times they probably don't. So seek to understand those underlying issues before you just assume she doesn't care about quality. Perhaps it's something that as a company or as a leader, you did not do to help her set, to help set her up for success in the role. The next thing is to provide targeted support and guidance. This is really important. Once you've developed a clear understanding of exactly what's going on, you can offer practical solutions and guidance in that specific area so that employee can improve performance. This could involve mentoring, skill building workshops, revisiting job responsibilities, offsite training, pairing them up with a person within the company who can help them, giving them articles to read, doing a deeper dive in your technology systems. There are so many things you can do once you understand the underlying issues of a performance issue. And that way you can see, okay, we know what's going on here. We're talking about it. Now let's fill that gap. How do we get that gap from low performance to high performance? And as a leader, it's your role to help your employee identify those gaps and what's needed to fill those gaps. So let's say, for example, you have an employee who is 
not a great collaborator and it's causing communication issues within the team. And it is affecting his performance, his ability to be a great teammate, to collaboratively work on projects together and solve problems. So after you've gone through this process, right, you've opened lines of communication, you've identified the underlying issue, now you can provide targeted support and guidance. Okay, so let's talk about what it means to collaborate. How can we provide you more education on what collaboration looks like here and what a successful collaboration means? How do we open up communication and dialogue? How can I help you have conversations with your teammates? What are things that you can do to improve your collaboration. Perhaps he needs a little bit of coaching, whether that's from an internal or an external source that you have, right? Then you can come in and be very targeted with what needs to happen. And in soft skill performance issues like this, this is really important, right? Hard skill performance issues, it's a lot easier, right? Okay, so person isn't meeting quality standards. Okay, is it a training gap um, that we need to do? Is it more training within our systems, right? Those are more skill set based issues that might be a little bit easier than the soft skills, but the soft skills require practice. It requires accountability. It requires seeking feedback. So be sure that you understand what that issue is so that you can go in and provide that very targeted support and that guidance for that employee so that they can be successful. The next thing is, is set realistic goals and milestones. So this approach always instills a sense of accomplishment and boosts motivation along the way, right? People want to know what success looks like. And you can only do that when you say, okay, here are the goals, here are the milestones, and here's how we're going to celebrate success. So when you are dealing with an employee with a performance issue, make sure that as you're building out that targeted approach with them, that you have those check-ins. Okay. This is what success looks like. These are the goals we're going to work towards. Here's how we're going to check in on the milestones. And then that way people feel like they have control over the situation. Okay, if I know I do these things, that I'm going to improve my performance. So this is a really important thing. It can't just be this nebulous, hey, look, you've got an issue, you need to go fix it, right? A lot of people don't have the tools to go do that. They don't understand where to to start. They don't know exactly what to do to be successful. And that way, when you partner with them to set those goals and those milestones and paint what success looks like, then they have something to work with. So as an example, let's say you have an employee who is managing multiple projects simultaneously and she's struggling, right? Happens every single day in every single workplace across the globe. We all have so much work on our plate. And she is struggling meeting deadlines and the work is mediocre because she has too much on her plate. Rather than just saying she can't do the job, right, you've gone through this process and now you're going to set milestones and realistic goals. So work with her to prioritize her tasks, establish deadlines for the project, encourage her to focus on one project at a time, even be willing to move the deadlines for the other projects so that she doesn't risk getting burnt out because It is unrealistic for her to do all of these things at the same time. By breaking down the workload and by setting these manageable goals, you're going to help her regain her confidence and improve her performance. So this is a really important thing. Don't just leave it out there in this nebulous kind of world of you just need to go fix this. That doesn't work. People need to know what success looks like. And that is when they have clearly defined goals that they have partnered with their manager on so that you both are on the same page with what success looks like. 
And then finally, offer constructive feedback and recognition, right? People need to know that their manager is helping them, supporting them, is paying attention. So show them that you're willing to have these conversations about improvement and that you are there to offer guidance and to help them grow. And most importantly, recognize their accomplishments, recognize their effort. Reinforcing positive behavior really is a great tool in the workplace. In fact, giving positive feedback is so much more effective than negative feedback. People respond to, yeah, yeah, do more of that. Great job. Rather than like, oh, don't do that again. That wasn't good. Always, always, always give positive reinforcement. Every time you see somebody on the right track, yes, do more of that. That's great. It fosters a supportive work environment and it lets the employee know that you're paying attention and that you are recognizing their efforts to improve their performance. Supporting a struggling employee to improve their performance is an essential responsibility of your job as a leader. You need to lean into the uncomfortable conversations about performance. You need to also be willing to listen, to seek to understand the root causes of these challenges and to partner with them to fix these issues. It's important to lead with compassion, right? Everybody struggles from time to time in their role. Everybody needs to be supported and people need to learn how to work within your culture. This is something we talk about at Stone Age all the time. Our culture is very unique and we have high expectations of people. And sometimes I think our expectations that they're just gonna come in and hit the ground running are way too high. They have to learn the cultural norms. They have to learn the product, their service. They have to learn how to navigate the workload and the customers and all of the things that go into a workplace. And so sometimes performance suffers because of that. But when you invest in your employees, when you take the time to talk to them about performance, you set clear goals, you give that constructive feedback and you recognize the job that they're doing, especially when they're doing it well, or at least when they're improving, you will create a workplace where people feel like it's safe to maybe not be that great, but man, I'm going to do the work to turn it around because my boss cares about me. This company cares about me. And I want to really strengthen my performance and be a better teammate. So if you follow the, these steps that I lined out, you will be able to help a struggling employee and when you do that, you not only help them do better in their own role, but you strengthen your overall team dynamic and you foster a culture of growth and achievement. And that's what happens when we extend a helping hand, when we say, look, I know that it's not always easy, but I want to be a champion of your success. And together, let's create a workplace, a team dynamic where everyone thrives. That's our jobs as leaders. Okay, on to my question of the week. So this week's question comes from someone on LinkedIn who asks me, how do I get better at giving constructive feedback? I'm always nervous and I want to avoid giving it. Ugh, I so know. I have been giving constructive feedback for a very, very long time and I still do not enjoy doing it. I don't think anybody, or at least it's a rare individual who's like, ooh, yes, I love to give feedback. I'm so ready to go do this. It's hard. And I think it's really important to acknowledge how hard it is. And it is so easy to let ourselves off the hook to giving it. You can think that it's somebody else's responsibility to give this feedback or, you know, it's it, you don't want to hurt that person's feelings or maybe, you know, the situation isn't that bad that I don't really have to give feedback. 
But those are all cop-outs. And we all need constructive feedback to get better at our jobs. And we, when we have feedback to give, need to speak our truths. We need to be able to share how we feel with our fellow teammates or family members or friends or whoever it is you're giving feedback to. And overcoming this fear of giving feedback is certainly challenging, but if you take the right approach, you can do it. So I'm going to give you just a couple of strategies that I use to get over giving tough feedback. Number one is truly understand the importance of feedback. It's essential. We need it. If you look at it as an essential part of life that needs to happen, then you will be more likely to give it. This person cannot improve. This person cannot address maybe a relationship issue that the two of you have if they do not understand what's going on. It is important. And we are all responsible for leading to the discomfort to have these uncomfortable conversations so that we can help each other get better at life. And we can't do that without feedback. Like think about how much feedback you give your kids, right? If you have kids uh, or your pets or you know, the people who are closest to you, right? We're trying to help shape and guide those people who are most important in our lives. And so it's really important. Number two, when you're getting ready to give feedback, you need to prepare, especially if you're nervous. So make sure that you've gathered all the information that you've observed the person's behavior or performance, that you've collected specific examples that will support the feedback that you're giving. That's what somebody's going to ask you. Well, can you please give me an example? Man, if you have a couple of examples to share with them, it makes it so much easier for them to go, oh, okay, yeah, I see what you are saying. Being prepared will boost your confidence with giving it because you know that it is valid feedback and it makes your feedback more credible. It makes it easier to hear when there's examples and experiences that they can relate to. They can go, oh yeah, now I know what you're talking about. The third thing is, is start with small steps. If you are practicing giving feedback, it's easier to do it with people who you're more comfortable giving feedback to. And let's face it, there are a lot of people who are really tough to give feedback to. And there are a lot of people who, like, it's a lot easier. Depends on their personality. It depends on your relationship. It depends on their position of power uh, as compared to yours. And so one of the things that I always tell people is that you need to just get better at giving feedback. And so practice. Whenever you can do it in an easier situation, practice. Lean into it. And then that way you are better prepared for the harder times. The reason why I handle giving feedback reasonably well, I don't always do it well. I screw it up a lot of the time still, but I'm a lot better at it than I used to be because I started small and I practice, practice, practice. And I've got, I gradually got better at doing it. And now it's a lot easier to be able to lean into the discomfort of those conversations. The fourth suggestion that I have is focus on positive intent, right? And, and go into it with positive intent. I love Kim Scott's Radical Candor model. If you haven't read that book, please do so. Um, but the whole point of it is to say, I care enough about you to give this feedback. And when you approach somebody with, I care enough about you to give this feedback, you're more likely to do it in a kind, helpful way. When you focus on positive intent, then you will be able to say, hey, I want to help you with this. And so let me give you this feedback. And it comes in a much more helpful way of like offering guidance and assistance rather than criticizing or finding faults, because that is a really tough way to hear feedback. And this shift in perspective can really help reduce anxiety. 
going in, going, you do this, you do that, right? You are this way with critical feedback. Man, that is tough. But coming from this approach of positive intent, I'm here to help. I care enough about you to give you this feedback will help you have more confidence in, in saying what needs to be said. The fifth thing I say is make sure you have the right timing and the environment. You need to be emotionally ready to give feedback, but you also need to make sure that the person is also ready to be able to hear that feedback. So make sure that it's private. Make sure that it's in a comfortable environment. I think going for a walk to give feedback is a really great way to be able to do it because you're walking side by side instead of confronting a person face to face. So anytime that you can give feedback on a walk, that is the way to do it. But it's really important to think about timing. I will just give you an example. This just happened to me recently. I wanted to give my husband some feedback, wanted to share a couple of things with him. And I was planning on doing it. He got home from playing golf and he was exhausted. He was windburned and sunburned. And I was like, you know what? Now is not a good time. I think I'll just wait till tomorrow morning. And I'm so glad I did because we woke up fresh after a night of sleep. I was feeling less emotional about it. And we had a really, really great conversation. If I would have tried to force it right when he got back from golf, like I was going to, it would not have been as productive. So I paid attention to timing. Timing is everything when you give feedback. Now, that doesn't mean that you want to kick the can so far down the road. Like, oh, well, I'll just give it in like two weeks when things are better. Like that doesn't work. That is just avoiding the situation. And it makes the feedback so much less meaningful when it's not timely and relevant. So don't use finding the perfect time as an excuse to not give the feedback. And then finally, use I statements. My favorite statement is, this is the way I'm experiencing this, or I'm experiencing you in this way. I statements emphasize your perspective and your experience rather than sounding like you're accusing somebody or judging somebody. So you can say, hey, I noticed that when you do X, Y, Z, instead of you always do X, Y, Z. Or you can say something like, this is my experience when this happens. And I wanted to share this with you because it really is impacting me. Let's talk about it. Again, it goes back to that positive intent, right? I'm here to help. I'm here to understand and make this relationship better. If you are going into giving feedback with a mindset of hurting the person, of putting that person in the place, of reprimanding that person, then you're probably going to not excel at giving it. It's really important to get yourself into the, that place of, I am going to share this feedback with the intent of improving my relationship with this person. If you go into it like that, you are so much more likely to deliver it in a way that is positive and can be heard and can be acted upon and that builds the relationship. All right, that is my advice for today. Hopefully that helps. Thank you so much for those questions. Please keep them coming in. I love them for these episodes. And with that, I will leave you to your week and I look forward to hosting you next week. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. If you're watching it here, thank you. If not, please go to Carrie Siggins Reflect Forward and subscribe. You can also subscribe to it on all major podcast platforms. And I very much appreciate it if you write a review uh, and rate my podcast. It helps with the algorithms. Thanks so much. And I will see you next week.